our best ad that, that we've run, it was a static, it was a static uh, video. So just like on, on a tripod and there was uh, uh, just like one person in frame, just like on, on a couch and they were like doing one thing. And then the song was probably one of the biggest, one of the biggest uh, drivers of it, of just like the, the song just fits so well. Um, and it just like led up to then a beat drop. And then on the beat drop, it like just, it showed off the the product and like how the product solved the whole buildup at, at the beginning. And it was like eight seconds long or, or whatever. And it just, it just sailed. Like the, the CPA was amazing. It ran for the longest that, that I've seen. So simple, so simple. Brands, we need to talk. It's time to start texting your customers. Yotpo, the leading e-commerce marketing platform, has the most advanced SMS marketing solution to reach customers where they are on their phones. Yotpo enables brands to build unbeatable targeted SMS experiences to create customer connections and drive revenue fast. Visit yotpo.com, that's Y-O-T-P-O.com, and get personal with SMS marketing today. There's never been a better time to be a direct-to-consumer business. Join us as we uncover the strategies and scaling secrets of the world's most disruptive brands and agencies. This is DTC Podcast. Welcome to All Killer, No Filler on the DTC Podcast. I'm Eric Dick. It is Friday. And today we're diving deeper into TikTok ads with Pilot House TikTok team lead, Spencer Hay. Now, a few weeks ago, I interviewed Spencer and Natasha about TikTok. Uh, and we sort of covered a high level talking about creative on TikTok and, and the platform, a little bit about the platform itself. But Spencer messaged me after the fact, and he said two things. He said, first of all, uh, we just barely scratched the surface of TikTok ads. There's a lot more interesting things to talk about, which is great. And he also said, you got to just stop only experiencing TikTok on Twitter, which is what I was doing uh, at that time, uh, and actually jump on Twitter. And I took his advice. I have jumped on TikTok. Uh, it is, I got to say, it's the most intoxicating social media platform uh, I, you know, that I can recall maybe since Instagram and uh, really, really enjoy it. Or maybe Reddit even, which is maybe even a better comparison. Uh, but today we are talking with Spencer. Uh, who, as I mentioned, is the is our team lead on TikTok. Uh, but Spencer, let's talk a little bit more about the basics of TikTok ads specifically. Uh, when I when I first tried some Snapchat ads, I realized they had built their platform, you know, very much with Facebook in mind, which is obviously uh, a good idea. I think considering how how powerful Facebook ads ads tools are, would you say with TikTok they use the same thing? They sort of modeled it after Facebook ads as well in some ways. Uh, I would definitely think that. Uh, and I can see that they've taken some inspiration from it for sure. <laughs> and uh, I'm predominantly like, uh, and like started out as a Facebook media buyer. So that's, that's the platform that I uh, cut my chops on and kind of going over to TikTok, even just the interface, you can pick and see like, oh yeah, there's some, there's some creative liberties and, and inspiration pulled from Facebook for sure. And they have a pixel, obviously uh, mm -hmm. they, you and, and your audiences, you know, they TikTok probably has more data with the way that people interact in the in the environment that you're dropped into on your for you page. Um, but essentially, it's the same thing where all that data is going into the pixel uh, and helping, you know, advertisers target you better. H how would you compare the audience uh, building side of TikTok versus Facebook? 
TikToks is limited. Uh, it's, it's a little more limited at, at the moment. Uh, they definitely still allow you to uh, build audiences and build lookalikes and whether it be the narrow, balanced or broad, uh, just off of your page events. And you just kind of need to hit like a certain amount, like 1K uh, events like per or triggers per event. And then you can target those people. So the lookalikes are, are there. And then as far as the audiences and, and like the, the interest targeting, it's not as as broad and, and like sophisticated or, or uh, where want to put to it as Facebook. It's a bit more, they've broken it out by uh, ad interest, video interaction and, uh, and creator interaction. And then from those, they have all like the subcategories that they know at least has like a decent audience size to it and that they can like accurately um, uh, uh, place like that user's interaction with that style of, of content or type of content. And then you can just uh, target off those. Amazing. And to be clear, this is straight e-com buying that you're pioneering here with, with Pilothouse clients. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's straight e-commerce. And I've, uh, I've spoken with some clients and, and they've been like, you know, is it going to be like an awareness play? Like, can, can we kind of go for uh, brand awareness or, or whatever, you know, just page views or anything? I go, it can. Yeah. But especially at Pilot House, we push e-commerce and I've seen uh, success in, in e-commerce D2C products. And that's what we push. I think that's a really good point uh, that, you know, I was, I was researching before this and I saw the five different kinds of TikTok ads, you know, you've got the in-feed ads, of course, then there's things called brand takeover ads, top view ads, TikTok hashtag challenge ads, branded effects ads. Uh, and I was asking you about, you know, how many of the different of these ad types you use uh, and to which you replied, you just run feed ads, plain and simple. You run in feed ads and that these examples that I just explained here, these five here are really for the, that organic creator, that, that the brand that wants to maybe go after um, organics or, or top of mind exposure, which I think is, a, is another strategy and probably w worth some attention as well. Just considering how the potential for virality in the TikTok ad environment. Uh, but at Pilot House, we do focus on what we can control with ads and uh, that, that, that's pretty cool. So explain to me a little bit about creatives on, on, in your ads. My main question is, having been someone who's just consumed, you know, 40 hours of, of TikTok this week or something, not, not quite that, but, but a shocking amount probably. Uh, do you try to meme? Do you try to do you, with your ads? Do you try to get into those memes? The, you know, that that, that people are doing whether it's their the outfits or the you know the different songs or whatever. Do you, do you or do you stay away from that mostly? We we kind of do two separate pushes um, because uh, the the brands that, that I work with they also would have like an organic uh, they would have an organic account and those organic accounts like they all have that chance to just put it out there and, and it blows up and, and goes viral and then we have the chance to, to boost it afterwards or, or beforehand uh in like actual ads so whenever there are like trends or or whatever it may be like that's almost a perfect play for us to push onto the organic and it can absolutely still just be used in our in-feed ads just uh, in like our core campaigns and, and everything um but we almost look for a bit more, uh, a, a bit less trendy in, in our ads, I suppose, you know, just try to show tons of emotion, make sure it's, it's, it's a bit more branded, keep that product in there and uh, just try to play with the CTAs and where it comes in so that people don't uh, throw their phone across the room when they see it's an ad. 
yeah, I think that's the risk you run when you're trying you, you, of coming off like hyper cringe. You know, if if you try to jump on a meme and you haven't done it, it, it justice, it will, you know, it could have a really negative reaction potentially, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, from your experience, have you come across an ad? Like does one pop into your head where you were watching it for a little too long before you realized there was an ad? Most of them, they, they, I think, you know, in terms of any ad or, or, or social platform or, or content discovery platform I've ever been on, like they hide the fact that, that these are ads probably better than any other platform. It is, it's not because I think there's so much, there's a feast for the senses going on on in every video, the when you're the way you're just dropped into it full screen uh, that you don't even notice. You have to like, you have to make a concentrated effort to like look down to see that it's sponsored or I do at this point anyway. And I can't, I can't think of any great ones that I've seen stand out. I, I think of all the little, you know, the little cheap e-com gadgets. I've seen a lot of little cheap e-com gadgets on there, um, mm. but I haven't seen as many, or I'm, I'm just not as tuned in maybe to, to, to the higher quality products on there, which is interesting. One's going to come across. I've, I've had somewhere, you know, uh, like TikTok's done a very smart thing with, with their ads where, uh, it's like, I don't even, if I don't exactly know if it's like a buffer period, uh, at the beginning or if it's a percentage of the, uh, of the actual ad, uh, runtime, but then like, it takes a little bit of time before the, the like CTA pops up from the bottom. And so you can just be watching it for that three, five seconds or wherever it may be before that CTA pops up to like shop now. So it's kind of like you said, unless you like look down and there's like a light, font that says sponsored or like or it says promotional and you wouldn't know so they've done a very smart thing in, in that sense and that what kind of, that's what kind of catches people off guard that's interesting i wanted to actually just go back to something you mentioned just because I, I i think it's an interesting point and i just want to clarify it for people who are listening if they if they want to get into tiktok did you say that brands have different accounts that they'll have an account they run ads from an account uh, and an account they run organic stuff from are those just different ad accounts it's still from the same account uh, separate. They're, they're definitely, they're totally separate and you can run an ad account without, uh, an organic page. And when you actually build the ad, you go through and, and you can fill out everything that, like you would for, uh, for like a Facebook ad. And then when it comes to, to the page, it just doesn't even ask you to link the page at all. And then it just says, whatever you want to put your, uh, your URL to, to be, or like your, your, branded account name and you can put that in. So like, you know, you can put in like Joe's shoes dash 25% off. And then that'll come up as though it's, it's your account name. But if it's just built in, in the ads, then if people click on that, it just goes through the ad link opposed to being linked to an organic page. That's interesting. I like, I like that little evolution there where you, where you don't have, then you sort of take off the dark posting idea and, you know, just having those things fully separated as opposed to Facebook where they're, they're still kind of linked is, uh, is, is a good call. I like that. And, but it's still easy to cross post from between an ad account and a, and a linked, a linked account as well. If you do have something that has crossover effect on either one. Yeah, that, that is something that is available on TikTok. Now it's, it's not particularly available to everybody. You have to hit a certain spend threshold to then get to like, the next level or whatever they might be for uh, an account. So for like the self-serve, you kind of have to like go through and and uh, and scale up with like the original strategies or like just the regular in-feed or, or whatever it may be just to get your spend up. And then you can kind of like, it's it's not like you don't unlock certain things, but um, you just kind of need to hit certain spend thresholds so that not everybody's doing it. 
And sorry, you said that was a that was a thousand events you have to achieve in order to, to unlock uh, specific aspects. That was for the lookalikes. Okay. So that's available to, to everybody, and it's just so that they can actually accurately send out the uh, like get data to then make lookalikes off of. So that's separate. Got it. Okay, cool. Uh, so one of the things I remember from our previous podcast was that one of the challenges on the platform, and I now know this firsthand, um, is everything is such fresh content. Everything is so of the moment. Like people are not going to want to watch ads more than once or almost any kind of content more than once, unless it's very specific, hilarious videos. Um, what do you do about creative fatigue on the TikTok platform and how big of a problem is it? Uh, it's definitely, I don't know if I would call it a problem. It's just kind of part of the, it's just part of the, the platform. And it's the way that they've built the platform so that, you know, just like how, when you go through the for you page, it, the for you page is from the world, you know, yeah. so you're not going to run, you're just simply not going to run out of content from the world. You're just always going to get new stuff and they want the ads to feel very, uh, very similar. So for for those that don't know the for you page, this is, you know, you'll find that every TikTok video has FYP, hashtag FYP. And the for you page is just literally there's, you know, there's two pages that you're looking at when you're in TikTok. One of them are your saved people that you followed. And the other are just what it is sending you from all the inputs it has about how you've behaved on the platform. And that's how you're constantly discovering new, interesting things, new uh, you know, I, I was, this is a little side note, but I started receiving videos about like ADHD doctors explaining about like what ADHD was and, and how, you know, signs that you have it. And I ended up Googling it. And I see that this is actually a big trend that, that, that uh, TikTok diagnosed me with ADHD. It's like, there's articles <laughs> written about people who go down. The, and I think that I, to me, that what's interesting about that is it just shows you how niched down the insights that you get from a platform like TikTok are. Uh, that you're able to go into, like, to me, it's a little bit more like Reddit than it is like Facebook in that you're getting really interesting niched down information and it's, and it's finding you, which is interesting versus Reddit where, uh, you know, you're seeking it out. What do you think about that as a weird little side note? Yeah, it's, um, it's another thing that like, I just think about coming from a platform like, uh, like Instagram and Vine might have been like this. I'm not too sure. I wasn't actually uh, ever on the Vine app, but uh, it's interesting because the whole point of of it being like a social media is that you follow the people you like and you see the content that they put, and that's like the the regular feed on Instagram. I couldn't imagine uh, going on Instagram like my predominant use of it is to use like a combined discover page, you know, just like going through and like random stuff comes up. But that's exactly what what TikTok did. Where like they still have that that followers feed and they still have the discovery feed, just to use the Instagram terms for it. But the difference is that they made the default that discovery page or on TikTok the for you page. So because it's the it's the default when you sign in, when you start scrolling and everything, that's just what you're you're then like trained to do. And like, I don't know what's going on in my followers page. I, I don't go I don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's interesting. But- but back to your point, which I totally interrupted there, which was because this for you page is such a branded, fresh experience that your ads need to follow suit. So how do you, because with advertisers, we like to be able to pick, put an ad and put a million dollars to it if we can. So how do you solve uh, creative fatigue on the TikTok ad platform? So talking about the creative fatigue, kind of like I said, they just don't want to show it like over and over and over to people as much as we would like to just show it over and over and over to the to the most qualified people they just uh, uh they've made limitations to, 
for that to not happen. So there's a few things that that you can that you can do. One is simply just make better content. And I was talking to my rep, and like I keep just trying to like push things back and forth. But then he just said, "There's you can have a creative where it's creative fatigue will burn out after a week, but it might just not hit all the right notes. And if you have good creative, and he said like good high quality creative as well, which like I guess I mean a duh point, but." Uh, then it can run for, you know, a month and a half, two months, and it can just like go and go and go because it just keeps hitting a less and less qualified, or this is at least my my theory about it. I'm not too sure, but it keeps hitting like a less and less qualified um, audience. Like it might start being like, oh, we've ran out of the of the uh, conversion, like complete payment audience. Let's go down to the add to carts and let's go down to da 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 But because the, the content is so good, that it's able to hit them and still uh, and still convert, and then the CPMs balance out. That's my theory. I don't um, I don't know that for sure. But number one should be improving the creative because TikTok is looking at the bid that you put on that on that uh, ad or that audience or, or that ad set to be exact. So the the bid that you put on it, and the click through rate, and then the conversion rate. So it takes those three things into, into account, it like multiplies it all out. And that's ultimately like what comes out to being your, uh, uh, your placement in the auction or how happy they are to, uh, to share it over. So that is probably the, the biggest push. I mean, it's, we could say the same on, on Facebook, right? Oh, just make better content, just make better content. But it's, uh, it's even more, more true on, on TikTok. And we talked about creative last time, but when you say quality content, quality ads, are you talking about big budget? Or are you just talking about ads that actually connect with people that may or may not have been made on your phone? Like, what do you mean when you say quality ads in this context? It's definitely up to the brand to, to find out. Um, the higher production, I haven't seen do amazing, especially like really graphic style and like, um, you know, like like bunch of CGI and, and stuff like that, computer animated. It, it, it doesn't seem to just do as well because uh, people will just be scrolling through and then they see that there's like a graphic coming up and like people don't want to look at ads and they'll be they'll be scrolling before they even see the CTA, and, you know, just like on they go. So it's more so like if you scroll through on TikTok, uh, just on the organic, you'll be able to see when there's like scrappy content that that's come through, right? Just a bunch of friends out drinking and it's like, dark and moving all over the place and, and everything. But then there's some people that really put time into thinking about the transitions, syncing everything up with, with the audio, um, the storyline, like keeping everything like fast paced and uh, you know, a lot of emotions on, on screen. So it's more so like if Eric, you think about your time scrolling through TikTok, and then if you point one out and go, Ooh, they've put some thought into that. And that is like a very high quality TikTok specific video. Interesting. I, I keep thinking of like Wealth Simple and like Wealth Simple has all these ads. Uh, that's a, it's a Canadian uh, wealth management company if, if you're not familiar in the US. Um, but uh, they just have simple ads and it's, it's it's sort of influencers or people or creators essentially having conversations with themselves, explaining, you know, aha factors about their product. Are like, But again, it's, it's low budget, it's authentic. It would be hard to differentiate from a, a regular creator's TikTok ad. In your view, is that, would, would that be a pretty, that, would that usually qualify as a high quality creative? Um, I've, I've gotten a lot of wealth, simple ads as well. I have a feeling that they're just blasting out, um, uh, like an awareness or, or just like 
just a view campaign. Interesting. Um, one, because like I don't think that I'm particularly like a like an add to cart or like conversion audience that I'll be hitting with them. And two, they're just they're putting out so much. They're yeah. they're showing so much. Like they probably just have to be hitting a, a lower lower intent audience. That's um, it, it's it's a good example. Yeah, but but I could definitely find ones that I would consider more high quality. But I do like that they utilize like the the in app. Uh, effects and things like they'll use the green screen that that's in TikTok. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of your, just curious of the, of the campaigns you've run, like tell us some characteristics about the ads that have, that have been the the longest running or the ones that have had the least creative fatigue. Like what's your best ad? You don't have to tell the brand or anything, but just describe it. Our best ad that, that we've run, it was a static, it was a static uh, video. So just like on, on a tripod and there was uh, uh, just like one person in frame, just like on, on a couch and they were like doing one thing. And then the song was probably one of the biggest, one of the biggest uh, drivers of it, of just like the, the song just fits so well. Um, and it just like led up to then a beat drop. And then on the beat drop, it like, just, it showed off the, the product and like how the product solved the whole buildup at, at the beginning. And it was like eight seconds long or, or whatever. And it just, it just sailed. Like the, the CPA was amazing. It ran for the longest that, that I've seen. So simple, so simple. That's great. And there's so much value, I think, in our, for our listeners in this. Was it a, like a traditional horizontal video that you cropped in tight uh, to make it vertical or was it filmed vertically? Filmed vertically, specifically okay. for TikTok, yeah. On a phone, on TikTok. Uh, might've been, I'm, yeah. I'm not too sure. Nice. Okay. Very cool. Um, we don't have a ton of time here. I, I, we've done it to ourselves again, I think where we're going to have to do another, another one very soon, but what do you think of, you know, we've got other few things we could talk about here, the attribution model changes, uh, how to treat scaling differently. I think that's a really interesting one, potentially tell us a little bit about the attribution model changes on, on TikTok. Sure. It, it can be pretty quick. Um, the attribution changes were, were something that just happened on the back end just recently, like within, within the last week and a half, two weeks, where they changed from a single session attribution model to then trying to improve their, their tracking and like starting to track a few more data points to then move to a seven day click, one day view, same as Facebook, which makes me happy for it. You know, I'm, it, it's definitely new and I'm trying to like work it out, especially with like, uh, the other signals we've been following with like Google analytics and like, um, post-purchase surveys and things like that, just to see how credible uh, it is. But at the moment, it's looking really good. That's awesome. Um, but you're, but but again, I think you you brought up another great point there is to have these other you know, um, sources of truth, specifically Google Analytics, and then using uh, surveys submitted as like a fractional representation, because you're only getting a small amount of those, but just keeping a baseline of how many you get versus how many conversions it's saying. Um, I'm not too sure what you mean with like a fraction of it. Do you mean like a fraction? Well, it's just a rate, right? You're just, you're not going to get a very small percentage of people are going to fill out that survey, but using that number, uh, would just be a measure of success. Yeah. I'm, I mean, from what I, I wasn't actually the one who set up the post-purchase survey. It was just done through the client. Um, and it's been pretty one-to-one, so they must have it, uh, just like a really good system where it's just like a part of the checkout. Wow. like necessity um because i mean it's it's been very very accurate for us so i mean that that's a that's a really big push 
Cool. Nice. All right. Well, let's finish up by talking about uh, scaling a little bit. Uh, you know, we're we're actually working on a on a course right now uh, about how to scale on Facebook. Uh, very excited to to kick that off and share that with everyone. Um, but I'm curious how to treat dif different uh, how to treat scaling on TikTok differently than you would on Facebook. Yeah, this is a super interesting one, especially with it being such a new platform that even uh, and I brought it up last time as as well, like. It's so, it's so interesting, like going from Facebook where there's literally just encyclopedias out there, like people on YouTube going through like their full step-by-step -step of how to scale with their strategy. And then you can come out and find just so many different strategies that work for people. And on TikTok, it's just not, uh, it's, it's, it's so new that there just isn't really that much. And the, sc the scaling strategies that I have seen have been so uh, variable. So it's kind of just been uh, take what you can and, and test it all out. And from what I've seen, what I can take from it being like on Facebook to, to TikTok, the, the main difference is that creative fatigue like we've talked about before. On Facebook, you can put out 10 campaigns, consolidate it down to one, uh, work on your messaging. And then like with, with that one, you can then like scale it up you know, 5X and then just kind of keep doing that and consolidate down. And it's kind of just like compounds on top of each other to then build like this nice big castle of scale. On TikTok, you aren't able to just like consolidate down these, uh, you aren't able to consolidate down these these campaigns because then the creative fatigue will, will set in and like you, it just, it's gonna be diminishing as you're trying to, to scale up. So the, big, the biggest thing that, that I've found, one is, you can definitely always target open and I always keep an open ad set within my, um, within my campaigns, but then with your, with your creative and with the, uh, with the campaign that you're pushing, hit open with your, uh, with the biggest amount of budget and then below it, choose like six to 10 sub audiences and put them at, at, you know, it could be like a $60, a $60, a day budget, like quite a bit under what you'd be aiming for, for your, uh, for your CPA. But it's just kind of about like hitting those sub audiences. And that's kind of how uh, would be the best way to, to push out all of your content. And then from there, there's a, there's a few things that, that you can do. Cause then it's just going to be, you're going to find some of the winners. It's just going to die out. So uh, one is to just keep in mind that that, that, that creative fatigue is going to set in and just make sure that you have overlapping content to then just like take over as uh, uh, as that content begin, begins to underdeliver, which you always have the chance for that creative to do even better, or you also have the chance for that creative to do worse. So then I, I kind of like to have a bit of like a base of from each of the, of the test campaigns, just taking the winner and uh, just creating very slight iterations off of it. So just like put a little sticker on it, put whatever, just to change it in the, in the eyes of, of TikTok and then put that in like, another scale campaign. So things are just like intermittently like overlapping and you can get a little bit of scale from it. And then the last, the last note that that's been very like super helpful for me in, in the past, uh, in the past month or so is realizing that when that content does actually diminish and, and drop off, we've, we've tested just taking that, that creative that had a total drop off, take that same creative that that's been uploaded to, to TikTok. And even though that it, that it has been all used up, throw a new headline on it, 
put it in, uh, put it in that, that open and a whole bunch of ad sets again, and then it can have like a second life to it. That, that was a really big realization when found out that even though the TikTok might've like pushed to the side initially, just give it a little bit of time and then you can restart it and revamp it. And then TikTok will, will be happy to, to deliver it again if the content's good. Especially to new audiences. Yeah. I mean, I've been hitting the, the same audiences with like those sub audiences. I kind of like, uh, I, I trade things out. There's new lookalikes that are able to come in. Um, I always just try to find interesting little sub audiences to, uh, 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 to like target, uh, I guess, just like kind of keep that, those little sub audiences going like a, a great one for me has just been checking in Google analytics and even within uh, like the full Shopify conversions, just finding not necessarily the, the highest number of transactions from a certain state, but trying to identify like eight of the highest converting states. So they may not have the most, but they have the highest conversion rates and then just simply target those, those eight. So it's still like open for those, uh, for those, for those states, but it's just specific for those states. This is performance marketing at its core, this sort of like drilling down and being willing to just iterate, test new campaigns. I wanted to ask as a final question. So in, when you launch a brand, how many original unique creatives are you launching with? And, and then how many variations are you making of the winners of those? It can be pretty straightforward. Uh, it can be pretty simple. And the, the answer is like, it definitely depends on what the brand is capable of doing. Like I would love to make 10, 10 TikToks for a brand throughout a week, but I'm just a, a media buyer. So I have to prioritize my, my time and like, just try to see what the, uh, what the client is able to do. Cause if they can get me 10 creatives, like different new creatives to test a week. And then from that, I can, I can iterate on like 20% of them. Amazing. You know, yeah. but, it's kind of about what the brand is able to consistently pump out. Uh, and just like, if they're super simple ads, if they're, if they're more complex. So it would really just have to be down to, to what the brand is able to provide for creative. But I would say like a baseline of, of three a week, uh, three new creatives a week that you can test out against one another. And then from that, it's going to just depend on how the, the creative does, but just from those winners, it's likely just going to be one, maybe two, then grab those and then make three to five iterations off them. Love it. Okay. Uh, I just, I'm the, the thing that keeps coming up in the, the creatives that we're doing on the um, lead generation side for direct to consumer newsletter, D2C, direct to consumer.co, go sign up now. Uh, is that we're tr- we keep trying to get scrappy and remind ourselves to be scrappy in how we how we put our ads out. What's your take on TikTok of like scrappy versus versus polished, and how do those conversations go with the brands? Are brands giving us license to be scrappy, uh, or are they usually providing all the assets so that they can st- be less scrappy and stay more on brand? From from my experience, they've been pretty happy to go to go scrappy. Um, as long as it's not scrappy, like opening with, uh, the shot of, of a girl's butt, yeah, you know, like, that, like that kind, um, offensive the, so, or, or risky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But as, as far as like a, a scrappy content that we like shoot in, in office or whatever it may be. Um, I mean, we love doing that at, at pilot house and I would, I think that even as, as pilot house grows and as like, we, we start working with, 
bigger clients that we still try and keep that little flair to us of staying scrappy because uh, we've seen, and I'm sure you've seen uh, time and time again, you can put time and time in, into into like a super polished creative and like the direction can be perfect for it. Like logically it can make sense, but then it can be beat out by Josh Moe's <laughs> video of, of like sticky notes with some writing on it and ripping away sticky notes, yep. you know? So when it comes down to it, like we'll try and push performance. And if we say we want to test out scrappy stuff and that scrappy stuff is winning, um, from my experience, it's been tough for, for brands to say no to better performance. Especially on TikTok, where it's the whole ethos is scrappy and authentic. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like our friend Spencer Hay, thank you so much for coming on the All Killer No Filler podcast. I hope you have a great rest of your Friday. I think there's a ton of really good information in this podcast for people. So uh, really excited to get this out. It'll be uh, out tomorrow. And if you want to work with Pilot House uh, on any of uh, any any traffic source, but but especially TikTok, if you want to jump on board uh, with Pilot House, go to pilothouse.co right now and uh, tell them the newsletter sent you and, and tell them you want to work with Spencer on the TikTok team and we'll make it happen. So again, Spencer, thanks for coming on today and we'll catch you later. Thanks, Eric. Bye.